Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 877-499-MY-TV You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. And now today, we don't have a special guest, so it's going to be just the two of us. We always have a good time. We do. Uh, a couple things uh, I wanted to bring up was Barry Bonds joining the Giants again. Yeah, that's a neat story. Okay, and then also uh, teams that spent a lot of money... Uh, but are not getting uh, too much out of it when you look at their records <laughs> for happens. the NFL. That happens. And vice versa. So we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that. Okay. And then you said you've got a uh, story about the NCAA? Yeah, I think uh, people will enjoy this one. You know, everybody's into the tournament now with, with all the great teams that are playing, you know, whether it's UCLA or Arizona or Michigan or Louisville. But uh, I've got a great uh, Sweet 16 story for you from 1990 okay. uh, games that I covered here in the Bay Area. And Duke? Oh, no, they got knocked oh, out. <laughs> I know. You know I, always, I always think, yeah, that was strange. That was strange. Yeah. I, I cannot I, figure I, that I one out. Wonder, it happens, though. Yeah, but I, I wonder if, you know, the league or TV, if they're going, uh-oh, this isn't good. I mean, in one no, way, it, actually, it is good because you get these Cinderella teams. Well, but actually, yeah, I mentioned, you know, Michigan, Arizona, Louisville, UCLA, those are all teams so, that traditionally have been in, the, in yeah. the Sweet 16 and the Final Four. And Kentucky? Uh, I don't remember if they uh, – I, I like to yeah. wait till it gets to, to the uh, to just, the final final. I'll be honest with you. I, I I'm going to sound terrible here. I just don't follow college basketball the way I used to. Yeah. But you'll watch the uh, oh, I'll watch four. the Sweet Sixteen yeah. in, the, in the Final Four, yeah. no question. Yeah, gotcha. but I just don't follow it like I used to. I yeah. I used to cover ten or twelve games a year, and that's not a lot, but you know, that's enough to, yeah, to keep your to kind of get you into it. Yeah. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are still currently yielding over seven and a half percent, secured by Bay Area Real Estate. It doesn't get any more conservative than that, especially since they're only at about 60% or less loan-to-value. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. And don't touch that dial because you're listening to Sports Econ 101 with Edward Brown and Bruce McGowan, and we will be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Imagine a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat-screen TV, a high-capacity, ultra-quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint. And during Pro Appreciation Week, all pros get gold status with 20% off pro-grade paint stains and primers. Plus, five-gallon buckets of Kills 2 latex primer start at just $69.94. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. And during Pro Appreciation Week, pros that paint save even more with gold status. Now through March 26th, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Available in-store while supplies last. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. And uh, just before we, or just after we cut to break and before we just started this segment, uh, Bruce and I were talking about him handling the waves. Now, not quite the Mavericks. No, but, uh, <laughs> no, no. That's a whole different ballgame. That's extreme, uh, large waves. And I don't, I don't actually board surf. I body surf. And I've been doing it since I was a kid. But it's a wonderful exercise, Edward. And it, it, it totally... Uh, gets you involved with the pulse of the planet, which is what I call when the waves are coming in. And it, it just relaxes you. And it's great exercise. And there are many places to do it here on the West Coast in California, especially here in Northern California. And um, even with the colder water here in Northern California, it's not that much colder. And there are a lot less guys in the water. Uh, huh. So it's, it's a lot more fun 
here in the Bay Area than it is down in L.A. Because I know because I've, I've surfed gotcha. in L.A. It's nice down there. Don't get me wrong. But I just don't like crowds. And you don't have to worry about crowds up here. Well, yeah, you don't want people with boards hitting you. And Well, that happens. Stuff. I mean, it, chances are you're all going in the same direction and it's just a glancing blow. You know, I've, I've surfed or body surfed at beaches where there's been a lot of boards in the water in Hawaii. But I always manage to find a little open spot. The key with surfing is to just enjoy the feeling of weightlessness and the sound of the ocean as it just is all around you and all the nonsense that bothered you during the year or during the day or during the month or whatever it was, you know, how many how many hours a day that you, you know, are into the, the routine, it, it all melts away and you come back refreshed and your mind is clear and you just feel a lot better about yourself. And it's a great exercise. And it also... Nothing quite like riding down a wave, and you can muse over God's creation. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I just I don't think when I'm out there. Yeah. I, I I get it's almost like a an instinctive thing where you just feel comfortable in the water. Yeah. You feel like a, a marine animal. You you almost huh. feel like one of those dolphins. I've seen dolphins out there, uh-huh. and I can you know they put us to shame. <laughs> of, oh, course of course they do. Yeah. But I mean, I'm watching them. And I'm thinking, God, that must be. I mean, outside of uh, maybe being an eagle, that would be probably the coolest animal to be on the planet, to be a dolphin. uh, Yeah, uh, incredible Mr. Limpet. Yeah. Um, so and you had, Don Knotts. Don Knotts, that's right. right. And, and you had mentioned uh, off-air uh, something about holding your breath for 40 seconds. Why yeah. 40 seconds? Well, I'm not saying 40 seconds, but a good, oh, a good okay. surfer, if you're in really good condition, should be able to hold their breath for 40 seconds because if you're out on a really big day, and I never go out in really big days, but if you do and you get held under and a, a set comes in after another wave after another wave and you're held under for a while, you're going to need to hold your breath for probably at least a half a minute and maybe longer. Yeah, I mean, that, holding your breath for just 40 seconds really isn't much but if you're panicking or if you're out of breath that's or, when it's that's a lot. tough that's why you have to relax when you're out there and that's most surfers who are doing it a lot are pretty relaxed people and they're mm-hmm. very calm when they're out there you're it's not that you're not using up energy you are sure but you're focused and relaxed and um like well, i said it's just not a big deal well i remember uh, my brother can hold his breath for a long time yeah. he was doing some body surfing over in Cincinnati beach mm-hmm. and he got hit by a wave it took him under uh the problem was Every time he kept coming up, another another wave. wave. I know that's yeah. happened to me a few times. Actually, it hasn't happened in a while, but I remember vividly it happening to me in 1993. I was 41 years old. It was the day after Christmas. I was out at Ocean Beach in San Francisco, and a big set of about uh, 10 to 12 foot waves Ooh. came in, and they were they were coming in pretty fast and pretty strong. I was able to get under the first one, but I could feel it. You know, I, I dove down. Maybe the water where it was breaking was about eight nine foot deep, so I dove down almost to the bottom. But it, it pulled on me, and I came up. And when I came up, the second one was coming. And so I went down again. I didn't get it deep enough. This one pulled me around and spun me around. And when I finally clawed my way to the surface, I looked up, and there was the third one right on top of me. Oh, my God. Kaboom! And I just thought to myself, I'm going to die. Yeah. And for some reason, I You t- didn't die. Well, no, I'm sitting here talking <laughs> about it. I totally relaxed, and uh, I figured there was another one after that, and I figured, yeah, you know, I'm going to die. But for some reason, I relaxed. I remember relaxing, and then there wasn't another wave. And I remember getting out and thinking to myself, boy, that was kind of like a little pebble hitting me in the head sort of as a warning. Yeah. You've got to know your limitations. So I never have been out on a day quite like that since, and I was 41 at the time. I'm 64, almost 65 now, so that's 24 years. You know, um, I, the thing is for me, i I got I to gotta touch the bottom. Yeah, you know, actually you know? it's better when you're surfing in deeper water for the simple reason that if the wave throws you and throws you down hard, you're not going to hit the bottom, so you're not going to break a shoulder or break your yeah. neck or, or hurt yourself. Uh, I hate shore break. I like it breaking in at least six 
foot deep and possibly seven to eight foot because I know I'm not going to be, even on the biggest waves, yeah. I'm not going to be shoved into the sand uh, okay, but and if you, smashed down. That's how you get hurt. Okay, so if uh, how tall are you? Six. I'm six, almost six six. Six six. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you know, figure. Okay, yeah, close to. Let's say if you're five and a half feet right. in the water, so mm-hmm. you definitely can get your let's say shoulders above right. above. Even a big wave isn't going to bring you down five plus feet. Well, is it? yeah. Oh, yes, it will. I mean, it depends on the size and how much power it has. But a big wave that's over ten feet tall will throw you. You know, theoretically, could throw you ten feet down underwater. It just depends on how the wave is breaking. If it's yeah. a what's called a, cr- a closeout wave, where the wave it just collapses, that's not the kind of wave you want to ride. Um, surfers prefer to get a nice what's called a nice long shoulder, where they're in the mm-hmm. curl, or yeah. they're you know the, the white water is breaking on one side of them, and they're sort of scooting along away mm-hmm. from the white water. But um, I find, you know, a shore break is Edward shore break is just scary to me. Yeah. And I've I've had a couple of times thrown into the sand, never got more than a bruise, but boy, it I've heard stories of people breaking their necks at the wedge in yeah. Newport Beach. That place that's insane. I just don't go for that stuff. I mean, it's a great ride and these guys are great athletes, but why why uh, risk, you know, breaking yeah. your shoulder or your over your neck? Oh, yeah. yeah just to have a thrill? I, 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 know someone, it. I know someone who did that. He's in oh, a wheelchair now. And, uh, nasty. Yeah. I had uh, <laughs> uh, I got thrown one time boogie boarding in, in Maui. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Boogie boarding is a lot of fun. I've yeah, done that, too. Yeah. It was. But it was one of those. I had the board, and I was thinking, can I jump over this one? And I didn't jump. Yeah. And it just it was like just, the worst of the worst that could have happened. Yeah, it happens. Well, it humbles you. I mean, and the oh, thing yeah. is that. Even if you get humbled and held under and bounced around, it's so much fun out there. Um, yeah. Unless you're just, you know, overwhelmed. And most of the time, people have a good enough sense to look out and, okay, that looks a little too big for me. Sure. You know, or you go out with somebody who knows what they're doing and they kind of gradually. See, I went out with my dad out at, you mentioned Stinson Beach, and that's where mm-hmm. I learned. And we, yeah. you know, we were just in little four or five foot waves. And then once in a while, six or seven foot. And I mean, from the from the bottom of the wave to the top. Yeah. I always find it interesting. Surfers measure waves from the backside from the back which but that's is, not where the wave is breaking no. it's breaking from the front so so there when they say it's six feet it's probably eight or nine feet yeah today yeah. was today was supposed to be eight to nine feet at a rodeo beach where i went and it was the faces were about 12 feet that's and, big. And, but they weren't crushing they weren't okay. dropping out they yeah. were nice long right but i just couldn't get out on them so i took the inside stuff which was about like i said seven six to seven foot and it was strong enough as it was. And well, this is 50 yards offshore. Well, when that when I got uh, slammed down, I was thinking, gosh, you know, was it just my imagination or did I get really hit hard? And no, I, I, you, I, not I, your imagination. It, it wasn't because a couple ladies came up to me and said, we saw what happened. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, na- the great thing about getting wiped out in a wave sometimes is it, you get literally thrown through the air. And it's, you know, this incredible power. But... You don't if, unless you hit the bottom or hit somebody, which is pretty rare. You hit somebody. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a free fall. It's like jumping off of a bridge or you know um, one of those uh, thrill rides at the at the roller coaster where you just yeah. drop down and everything's cool. That's why it's so much fun. <laughs> so now, when you ride the curl, right. um, generally, how I know it depends on where you're at. And all how that long stuff. are you? Yeah, can how you long, get, well, how it depends. It, it depends. Like, I mean, like like it'll you'll start one place begin because you're yeah. riding the curl. You might be. 
Theoretic- quarter, quarter of a mile well, away. Well, the- theoretically, that has happened not so much with me, but with surfers. Now, surfers yeah. can go faster because the, the board moves more quickly over the water. I use a what's called a hand ski, which attaches to my wrist, my right wrist, and it allows me to plane on the wave and stay yeah. up high in the wave. Mm-hmm. And I can get out in front of the wave. If it drops out, it's not going to punish me and throw me around. I can get in front of it. And so I'm in front of the white water, kind of like you know somebody on a boogie board. Yeah. But it's, yeah, no, you can get a long ride. Don't lose grip. On that, hand no, skate, I've had that thing. Ri- no, I've had that thing hit me a couple times. It's really? no fun. Yeah, no fun at all. Oh, sounds like your phone is ringing. Edward's got a busy, busy day here. I like the, I like the sounds that people's phones make. You know, everybody's got a different uh, yeah. ring. All right, so actually, we're going to get to our first commercial break, and I've got to tell you, baseball sounds is good, right? Because we're right. getting into baseball season. Yes, here. we are. And let's see, I've got probably you'll get all three of these. I, I think. don't know. I wanted to do them easy this okay. time. What major league uh, baseball player went by the nickname Scooter? Oh, shit. Of course you know that one. I, yeah, I figured I'd give you an easy one there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, every once in a while I like to pump up your... Yeah, uh, I got a good story about him, by the way. Oh, do you? Okay, yes, we'll come back and you'll tell us a good <laughs> story about Yogi Berra. I mean, uh, <laughs> no. okay, stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. First trivia question. What Major League Baseball player went by the name of Scooter? That was Phil Rizzuto of the Yankees. Great infielder. And interesting story, Phil Rizzuto became a very fine broadcaster with the Yankees, play-by-play announcer, was a real character. He used to to sometimes have fun when he was uh, looking at his scorecard. He'd say something like, hey, what happened to the... In the fifth inning, what happened to Davis? I don't have anything on him. What did he do when he was batting? And somebody said, well, why weren't you watching it? He says, well, I put WW here. Wasn't watching. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he'd leave, leave sometimes in the seventh or eighth inning. Later, this was later in his career. But he was a wonderful guy, you know, an intimate of Yogi Berra and Joe DiMaggio and all yeah. the great Yankees. He played on some great Yankee teams. Oh, yeah. And Phil retired uh, well into his 70s. I, I think, I, God, I'm not sure if he's passed or not. If he has... It was fairly recently. He was a little guy, a little Italian guy, just a delightful fellow. And I only worked in New York one year, 1981. Yankees won the pennant that year. It was oh, a yeah. strike-shortened season. Reggie's first year. I'm sorry, Reggie Jackson's last year with the Yankees. Dave Winfield's first year with oh. the Yankees. Okay. And the Dodgers beat him in the World Series. Yeah. But Phil was the – and Bill White was his – that year, he and Bill White worked together for about six years, the former great – Great. Yeah. Uh, well, Bill White pl- started with the Giants, played with the Cardinals, played with the Phillies. He was a part of the Kurt Flood trade, actually mm. the, the very controversial trade. And Cl- Kurt Flood contested that trade and took it to court, and that really started the ball rolling for free agency in the 1970s. Yeah. But Bill White was also president of the National League and, and very dignified, and he's one of the big reasons why the Giants did not leave San Francisco when they were sold conditionally to Tampa Bay interests. They stayed in San Francisco, and Bill White, the reason was that he didn't want any team moving to Tampa because when he was a player, he'd had terrible times uh, with the local Caucasian folks down there who did not appreciate African-Americans playing Major League Baseball, even though the doors had been open for almost 10 years. Huh. So he had a lot of problems at spring training. They, the, the black players had to find uh, separate uh, lodgings. They couldn't stay with the white players at spring training. And this went on pretty much through the mid-1960s, which was just, you know, when you think about it, that's... It's deplorable, but yeah. it's part of our history. So, anyway, Bill White and, and, and uh, Scooter, as as you mentioned. Uh, Holy Rizzuto. cow. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, they were just great, they're great, great guys and wonderful uh, accommodation because Bill White was very dignified and sort of uh, very, not soft-spoken, but, you know, very careful with what he'd say. And Phil Rizzuto was always a live wire, kidding around, making jokes. and So, you know. if the Giants had been sold to a uh, non-Florida team, you think they were a non-Florida moved? owner? Yeah, uh, non-Florida you know, owner, at the yeah. time, things were not going well, and there was no uh, ballpark on the horizon for San Francisco. Out, it, they were stuck at Candlestick, and, and Bob Lurie, the owner, did not like Candlestick, and the fans um, were not showing up in great numbers. They yeah. did win a division title in 87 and 89. Yep. They won a pennant, but the, the numbers of fans that showed up even after that was still about 
oh gosh, a little more than half of what they're getting now. Yeah. So it wasn't really very good. Well, for those who are not familiar with <laughs> Candlestick, uh, they, if if uh, it went into extra innings, they'd actually oh. give you a pin because you survived. The quad Candlestick. The quad Candlestick. Yeah, that, that started in 1983. Our friend Pat Gallagher. i got to get him on the show. Former PR marketing genius uh, started that campaign. I survived the freezing cold of Candlestick Park, and it was cold. It was cold, yeah, especially course, with I, the wind. And we all. weren't cold in the press box, though. We had the windows closed <laughs> and the hot chocolate. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, we we stayed warm. I never got cold. I sat in the stands a few times as a kid. Well, many times as a kid, but mostly I went to day games out there when yeah. I was a kid. And that, for the most part, day games were okay. Yeah, they, they got windy. They got windy, windy, but it yeah. wasn't it wasn't freezing. You know, did, at night it was windy and yeah. cold. I did, mean, it was really when nasty. you were sitting there with hot chocolate in the window. Did you yell wimps? <laughs> <laughs> no, I sat down there with my father in law insisted I sit with him once during a game in '97. This is late in the Giants' uh, time at Candlestick, and uh, my wife and I and my father in law sat right behind the dugout, and there were only about five thousand people. This was a very good team, but they just one of those bitterly cold nights. It was like a Tuesday. And I kept telling my, my father-in-law, let's go upstairs. There's an auxiliary press room up there that's got open windows, but they've got, they've got a heater. This is where the guys shoot the video. We'll sit up there. No, no, we're going to sit here. We've got great seats. We're not moving. And my bones, I mean, you're just sitting there. You're not moving around. My bones were chattering. Well, oh, it was nasty. You know, as a, as a fan. My wife uh, didn't complain about it, though. Really? No, she didn't complain Never about her. it at all. She Never was tough, her. tough cow. Well, because you see, you're used to. Well, her dad, the, you know, her dad was tough. Her dad was tough, but also yeah. you, you were kind of used to having the nice little plush. Uh, yes, you know, I was spoiled. I, lo- I loved it. <laughs> when I was a kid. I used to look up in the press box and think, God, what a great spot yeah. to watch the game. Sure. You get food. You get a. You know, in those days they didn't have a TV monitor in there, but you get. Uh, you know, all the stats, you get the yearbook, you get all the everything, you know, yeah. and you get to sit next to Russ Hodges and Lon Simmons and the famous sports writers like yeah. Bob Stevens. This is this is great. Yeah. And I got to do that. So, you know, for years. But, I, but a fan just sitting in, in the stands, yeah. you know, you're not your blood's not moving. Cause no, you're not it's doing not. Anything. And, and the nice thing about sitting in the press box is I it, to this day, I get up always every every other inning and move around, walk yeah. around. You know, maybe go make a bathroom run, get a, a cup of coffee, go talk to somebody on the other side of the press box, maybe even go upstairs and, and sit in with the guys who are doing the game on the TV just, you know, to hang out with them. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Kirk and Kuyper. Kirk and Kuyper. Yeah. Mike Kruko and Dwayne Kuyper. Yeah, a couple yeah. former players. Great guys, by the way. And Mike Kruko is, is really struggling well, health-wise. He's, str- right? he's struggling right. health-wise. He doesn't have a fatal illness, but he's got this weird muscular problem where he can't walk upstairs and he has balance problems it's not parkinson's but he will not travel this year with the giants on any trips outside of uh denver he goes to denver he'll go to phoenix he'll go to san diego he'll go to los angeles all within the nl west but any trips outside of uh uh, the western or mountain regions he will not travel because it's just too too much of a problem he's 66 we're the same age 60 actually 65 He's a, he was about four year, months older. Very good pitcher. You know, all-star yeah. one oh, year, yeah. won 20 games one year. And he's been a broadcaster. You know, a lot of our – most of our listeners are, are not from the Bay Area, so they don't know this. But Mike Kruko has broadcast the Giant games for the better part of, a, of 30 years. Wow. So, And, and Kuyper, Dwayne Kuyper, former major league player, infielder with, with Cleveland and with the Giants, has broadcast even longer with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Since about 80, 86, 86, I think. Yeah. Well, I, it, just thinking when you mentioned about uh, Mike Kruko's uh, health – it reminded me of uh, Dwayne Clark. Apparently, has Dwight a, Clark. Do, Dwight, did I say Dwayne? No, that's okay. Do, Dwight Clark. Dwight Clark, has, the wide receiver uh, yeah. of the 49ers who made the great catch in the NFC the title. Catch. He's got ALS, yeah, yeah. which will kill you probably within five years tops. 
but there are a lot of NFL players that have it. Um, it's one of the sad uh, byproducts of a very violent uh, sport. You know, a lot of people have the CTE. I think it's called the brain yeah. problem. And mm-hmm. they, Gail Sayers right now is is yeah. got dementia. He's seventy six though. But yeah. you think about how many games he played. He only played in the NFL for six years, but you figure he played in probably fourteen games a year. And yeah. how many hits did he take? And he was a fierce runner. I mean, yeah. he he was elusive, but he also got hit pretty hard. How many hits did that guy take? Well, the, uh, hundreds, yeah. hundreds, and those yeah. are tough. I mean, you see the shots that these guys take on the field. It's you know, but they know the price they're paying. Yeah. Clarence Davis, who was a great runner with the Raiders and from USC, he is uh, still alive, but he's got dementia. Also, it's very sad. Yeah, because. Uh, and back then, uh, you know, they the penalties really weren't called. No, the game was much rougher. Rough, but the man. players are bigger today and faster. Yeah. So if they continued to hit the way they used to and hit and allow them to hit the way they used to hit with no penalties, we'd see injuries. a lot more problems. Yeah. But they're going to be problems regardless. You play that sport, you don't walk away. And I'm not just talking about your brain, but any part of your body. Yeah. You don't walk away unless you're just extremely lucky. Um, with more than some major residual problems. Well, you got to figure all the offensive linemen, uh, <laughs> oh. their knees. Offensive you know? linemen get just uh, – the centers just get destroyed. I'm amazed Jim Otto is still around. Mike, mm-hmm. uh, the guy, uh, Ray Mansfield with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who died the first one to die of that, that brain uh, problem, yeah. uh, he was, I think, 55. Uh, Jim Otto is close to 70 now. Jim has had, I believe, in the neighborhood of 45 operations. Yeah. He's got – both of his hips have been re- – well, both of his knees replaced, both of his hips replaced. He's had cancer. He, he lost one of his legs. He lost, you're right. Yeah. He did lose yeah. one of his legs. That's true. That's correct. And um, he's been on death's door about four or five times, but he is a man of deep uh, faith. Yeah. He's got a very strong wife. He's got an amazing capacity for handling pain and adversity. Um, he's just one of the strongest people I've ever met. He, he played yeah. in the NFL for 15 years without missing a game at center. At center, yeah. You know, think about that. That's amazing. 15 years, yeah. 1960 I, well, to 1974. We, we had him on the show one time, and, and then we even asked him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he he said he wouldn't have done anything different. No. Well, play, you know, football players love the game. There's a you know you've played enough. Just you and I have both uh, played yeah. as kids. You know, we maybe yeah. played. I we used to play tackle football with yeah. no pads, yeah. and we'd clobber no each helmets other. And, but we were yeah. little guys you know we're 120 yeah, 130 true. pounds 150 pounds tops i remember once uh, a junior i may have told this story to you before but this guy who was a junior at our high school i was a senior and we were playing a game and i was about 160 pounds he was about 190 linebacker 511 just built like a little yeah, you know brick <laughs> yeah and he hit me in the open field and i just felt like i'd been cut in half and i lay on the ground and i was there were tears in my eyes and he, he's standing over me he's going what's the matter with you i hardly touched you Wow! I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I I got my bell rung once, yeah. uh, where I literally did see stars. Oh yeah, I probably suffered like a minor minor concussion. Minor concussion. Yeah, you don't want to have that happen. Yeah, because again, you know, hitting your head directly oh. on the uh, hard dirt. Oh. And I got tackled by a guy who was seven years older and about eighty pounds heavier, oh. or at least eighty pounds heavier. Oh. Ouch! Ouch! Oopers! Yeah. All right, we're gonna cut to our second commercial. This is a lot of fun. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, Lots we're having a good fun. time. Sorry about my voice, but my daughter gave me her cold about two weeks ago, and I can't get rid of it. She's still got it. And my wife managed to – she had it for a week, and then it was gone. So she, yeah. she lucked out. I've heard that a lot of, lot, of, <coughs> lot of it going around. Yeah. Here was our second trivia question, all right? Here we go. Who was the you'll, – you'll know this one, too. Who was the first major league player 
Oh, I have to finish the sentence? Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't answer. know. That's a, that's a good question. I don't know who the first no. major league player was. <laughs> who is the first major league player to win the MVP in both the AL and the NL? Ooh, that's a good one. I, I, good one? I do know that answer. Okay. Yeah, you got to sure. give me the teams yes. and the years. I will. The birth date, the social security <laughs> number, and the birth well, I know this fella. I know this yeah. gentleman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm pretty, if it's the guy, I think. All right. Stay yeah. with us. You're listening to Sports <laughs> Econ 101. We'll be right back. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Imagine a store that lets you get anything you wanted. An HD flat screen TV, a high capacity ultra quiet washer and dryer, a complete living room set. And imagine if you didn't need a lick of credit to get it. That store simply believed in you. Imagine if they even delivered it, set it up, and serviced it at no additional cost. Well, that store exists. That's Rent-A-Center. Imagine that. No credit needed. Affordable payment plans. Delivery, setup, and service included. Imagine new possibilities at Rent-A-Center. Rental purchase transaction. See store for details. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint. And during Pro Appreciation Week, all pros get gold status with 20% off pro-grade paint stains and primers. Plus, five-gallon buckets of Kills 2 latex primer start at just $69.94. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. And during Pro Appreciation Week, pros that paint save even more with gold status. Now through March 26th, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Available in-store while supplies last. Must enter Pro Extra phone number at checkout for discount. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question, which Bruce says he knows the answer. I think I know the answer. Who was the first major league player to win the MVP in both the AL and the NL? We're talking baseball. I believe it was Frank Robinson. It was Frank Robinson. And I believe he won it in 61 with the Reds. Yes. And in 66 with the Orioles. Good job. Well, you know, I got to know Frank quite well. I covered the Giants starting in 1982. Uh, when I returned from New York uh, for radio network uh, purposes, I was doing a lot of freelance radio work uh, for these networks out of New York and got to know Frank. He was the Giants manager. And Frank was not somebody who um, was all chummy and friendly and happy. But he, if you got to know him and he respected you, he, he was fun to deal with. But he was a tough kid from yeah. inner city Oakland. And he played with guys like Kurt Flood and Veda Pinson and uh, Paul uh, Blair. Paul Blair, <laughs> yeah. Was, you know. and of course, Bill Russell came out of that same. Oh, that okay. same Miller. I think Russell might be a few years older, but, but he but he played with the Dodgers. Bill he, Russell. Uh, well, I'm talking about Bill Russell, the basketball oh, player. Oh, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Paul, Paul Silas, gotcha. who played in the yeah. NBA and was uh-huh. a coach. Yeah, no, no, there were some great athletes coming out of there. I mentioned Kurt Flood and and uh, Veda Pinson, but more recently, you know, you think of Marshawn Lynch came out of Oakland. Ricky uh, Henderson. Ricky Henderson right. came out of Oakland. Yeah, so yeah, yeah there's some. Amazing athletes to come out of that area, but uh, you, anyway. you wanted to mention something about Hank Gathers. Yeah, I just wanted to tell a quick story about Hank Gathers. I, I, I'm not sure if our listeners. I'm sure a lot of you were into the uh, the NC2A tournament, but 1990. Uh, it's a great story. The Loyola Marymount Lions made it to the final, uh, the Elite Eight, and they played. I remember because I covered the the tournament, the Sweet 16 part of it here in the Bay Area. Hank Gathers was the leading scorer in the nation in the mid uh, late 1980s with Loyola Marymount. He was a big kid, 6'7", about 220 pounds out of Philadelphia, kind of like Bernard King, top-ranked uh, uh, high school player, led the nation in scoring at Loyola Marymount with 34 points and I think about 12 rebounds a game. Not a great outside shooter, mostly a slasher, a guy who would take the alley-oop. Anyway, um, late in the season, and I'll never forget this, it was be- the day before my dad turned 70. We were celebrating his birthday down in Monterey, and I hear this horrible story about how uh, this basketball player, well-known basketball player, had died on the court. Mm-hmm. It was Hank Gathers. He had a, a rare heart disease, and he was taking medication for it, but he didn't take enough medication, and he died. One of his teammates, Bo Kimball, uh, they stopped the game, of course, and they didn't play anymore. But one of his teammates, Bo Kimball, in the, uh, for the rest of the season, since Hank was a bad free-throw shooter and sometimes actually thought about shooting at left-handed, oh, Bo would take yeah. every first shot of, that he had uh, free-throwing, uh, f- from the left side, left-handed. Only you know the first shot of the of the night uh, from yeah. the free throw line, and he did that three times in this game against Alabama, and then against UNLV against the uh, great Larry Johnson and oh, the yeah. UNLV mm-hmm. national championship team that knocked out Loyola Marymount. But it was a wonderful story. Loyola Marymount had a good team, but to make it to the Elite Eight, that was not expected, especially yeah. without Hank Gathers, who had died a couple months before. And a, a, a postscript to that story is that. Um, you know, they had to settle a huge lawsuit. Uh, his family, I think, got a million and a half dollars, which, you know, considering how much money he would have made, he would have been a big star in the NBA. Yeah. And it's very sad. Who, you know, did, they, who did they settle with? Who, who would they Well, settle? they didn't. Uh, with the NC2A or the PAC or the uh, whatever league, uh, I'm trying to think what league Loyola Marymount is in, um, they didn't have, and they do now, they have the uh, paddles, the, uh, you know, the, the, the things that will stimulate oh. the heart. They didn't have that on the sidelines in those days. That's oh, why they have them on, this, on the side court now. They didn't have He literally <laughs> collapsed during a game. At, right during the game, he had, he had stuffed the ball in an alley-oop play, and then he went down, and he was sitting down, and a couple of his teammates in the, uh, uh, 
medical guy comes over and he says, don't, 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 don't touch me. I'm going to get up. And then he just lay down and died. His heart stopped. Uh, and there, there was nothing they could do because it wasn't a heart attack. It was a arrhythmia, which is a much different thing where the heart is being so fast. It's almost like. Yeah. So that. the paddles might have saved him? the paddles would have saved. Would him, have but saved they didn't him. in those days. They didn't have that. And I don't I'm not sure if they sued because they weren't there, but they sued. It was an embarrassing, not embarrassing, it was a very sad situation, but it was also a wake-up call because I don't think this had ever happened in um, basketball. I think it had happened in football. I believe a guy named Chuck Hughes with the Detroit Lions, a wide receiver back in 1971, died on the field. And I think he died of a heart attack, not a not an arrhythmia where the heart speeds up. What was Len uh, Bias? I'm trying to remember. Len Bias had a, had a uh, uh, reaction to, I believe it was cocaine, and he had a heart attack, and I'm not sure if it was the same kind of experience that Hank Gathers had where the heart just was going so fast that it wasn't really beating. It was just sort of vibrating. But did he die on the court? No, no, I don't okay. believe so. He died. He was close to uh, just starting his career, and then I think he'd been drafted. I'm, my brain is a little yeah. fuzzy here trying to remember. This is back in the mid-'90s, I believe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he, a lot of guys were messing around with cocaine mistake you know most of them probably be okay but there's one or two of them that are not going to be okay so that's why you stay away from that stuff but anyway hank gathers a great name from the past interesting story about him uh he and three other top recruits uh came out of uh, the east coast and were were recruited by a fellow by the name of stan morrison who was the usc coach stan was a terrific coach they won the pack uh 10 in those days and were able to get these four kids to come, and then they didn't win the next year because they had a lot of youngsters, and Morrison was fired, and they hired a guy named George Raveling, who was a very good coach, by the way, and George Raveling told the four kids, who were pretty upset that they fired Stan Morrison because he had, re- had recruited them along with his assistant, he said, you guys have to decide whether you're going to come back or not, and they didn't decide in time, so he cut them loose, and that's how Hank Gathers ended up going from USC, which was a huge uh, Pac-12, Pac-10 yeah. school in those days, Pac-12, to a smaller school, Loyola Marymount, along with Bo Kimball. They were two of the four. Gotcha. The other guys went, one guy stayed at USC, and the other guy, I'm not huh. sure, he went, I think, to uh, Pepperdine. And Lo- Loyola is not that far from USC, is no, it? No, it's not, yeah. but it's a much smaller school. Yeah. It's a private school, and it's had a good, it, that really kind of <laughs> elevated the program. Hank Gathers and Bo Kimball coming there, they had had some good years, but that really put them on the map. Sort of like uh, the George Mason, you know, kind of yeah. gets on, on the uh, Well, and, you radar, know, back in the yeah. day, USF, when Bill Russell was there, oh, this yeah. is going way back to the 1950s, but also actually in the 70s, USF, when they had Bill Cartwright. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were very good. So, yeah, you played know. Uh, with uh, Jordan. And Quint- okay. Quentin Daly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I mentioned Quentin Daly. A lot of people don't know who he is, but yeah, that's right. Bill Cartwright did play with Michael Jordan on the Bulls. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I remember that. A very good player. A uh, little change here. Uh, Barry Bonds. Joining yeah. the Giants again. Well, it's 10 years, Edward. 10 is years is it's wow. been since he retired. Uh, he didn't really want to retire. He, yeah. Nobody else picked him up. He had a good year in 2007. but they, could, they wanted to stay away from all the yeah, steroids. He could have played another three or four years sure. easily. He could have played in the American League till he was 50. Yeah. He looks great now. He's lost all the weight. He looks like a, he's in a bicycling. He, he lives in a city with his – I think he lives there with his wife. And I'm not sure what his kids are doing. But he – is not going to be a full-time coach, but he'll work with the players, which, unfortunately, in Miami, he was a full-time coach, and Don Mattingly, who was the manager, wanted a guy in there who would be more of a, um, uh, you know, a, a metrics guy and, and looking at a lot of tape, and Barry's not that kind of guy. Barry's the guy, kind of guy that likes to get out of the field, watch a player, and, and sit there and literally work with him, yeah. you know, face-to-face. 
And the athletes uh, today, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but they're coached by guys, a lot of whom spend hours and hours and hours in front of a video uh, breaking it down and looking at statistics. And it's part of it. And Barry just isn't into that. So, uh, like, okay, when you see Clay, when you're against Clayton Kershaw, and it's it's a Tuesday, and it's a night game. Well, yeah, I mean there are a lot of factors that go into what you know. What is he going to throw in this pitch? What's my history against him? Uh, you know, with runners in scoring position. Uh, what is his when he's down in a count? What does he like to throw? I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, and then the statistics. And Barry just isn't into all that, but he doesn't have to be. The guy was one of the best hitters of all time. You know, when you're that good, it's kind of like telling uh, somebody who is a, a great actor. Oh, you've you've got to read everything on the script as it is, and a great actor will take the script and and stay true to it, but add his own little touch to make it that much better. That's Barry. Well, sometimes yeah, you got to go with your gut. Where it says, you know, there's no way he's going to throw me a fastball on this. I'll be looking for an off speed. Yeah, exactly. But when I'm saying about Barry, we haven't talked about how people are sort of reluctant to touch him because of his background. The Giant, you know, he made the Giants what they are in some respects. He helped to get that ballpark really. Off and running. They won three titles in four years in that place. They won uh, three, I say three titles. They won, went to the playoffs three times, almost won a World Series first four years. And, and he set the home run mark and the single season mark, and he hit 360 one year. I mean, you, I, I know he did it with steroids, but he probably would have done it maybe not quite as spectacularly, but he still would have yeah. put up some good numbers. He put up great numbers before he did with, steroids. With, yeah, and with Pittsburgh, he was... Yeah. Uh, I think Mark McGuire doing the whole thing with Sammy Sosa really pissed him off. I remember being in the clubhouse uh, in 98, and he was looking at... Uh, yeah. We all were watching the TV images of yep. these guys, and he didn't like it. And he goes, you wait. You wait till next year. And next year is when he started doing steroids, 1999. And we saw a huge difference, and he got injured that year. Uh, because he was overly developed. he was. So, I remember seeing him in spring training in 1999. He was about 190 pounds at about 6'3 the year previous. In 1999, he was about 220, 230. He put on <laughs> about 40 pounds of muscle. He looked like uh, a linebacker. I'm going, who is this guy? And he lost some of his mobility and flexibility, but he had the sure. power. Yeah. He could hit the ball even further, and he was also a smarter hitter. His average was even better, but... Um, you know, you pay a price for that, and the price he paid is he probably won't go to the Hall of Fame for a long time, maybe not ever in his lifetime, maybe wow. not ever, which is unfortunate because he deserves to be there. Yeah, I wonder how many uh, sports writers will come on the scene who will kind of look past. Oh, I think they already are. I think right now more than 50% would vote him into the Hall of Fame, no question. I mean, they took a poll recently. I think the last time he actually got a vote was, well, it was last year, and I think he got close to 50%. I may yeah. be wrong, but I think it was close. You know, I wonder if you go go back in time, you know, where you had, um, okay, in the old, old days, you had guys throwing spitballs. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, even up until the 1970s and 80s sometimes. They yeah. got away with it. They they had to be very creative. The grease ball, they called yeah. it. Yeah. And you so, know, you know, I mean, okay, so it's, you know, one kind of cheating versus another. Right. Uh, you know. For, well, it's uh, the whole idea of messing with your body to get an advantage. That just... You know, and it goes back to the the integrity of the athlete. And I think, yeah, you know, cheating with a, a spitball or doing other things—that's not uh, to me. That's worse. In some respects, it is. Yeah. I mean, Gaylord Perry yeah. made a career out of using the grease ball. Without that pitch, he would have been an ordinary pitcher. In 1964, he was 26 years old, and he had pitched for four or five years already and hadn't had great stats. And he used it in an extra inning game against the New York Mets. They played, I think, 23 innings that night. And Perry pitched about seven of them. And I don't believe he allowed a run. And he used it almost exclusively that night because he was tired. 
And from that point on, it became his bread and butter pitch, and he had what a fabulous career that guy and had. And he got into the Hall of Fame, didn't he? He got into the Hall of Fame. He was <laughs> a 300-game winner. He won 20 games over three times. Yeah, but won the they, Cy they, Young Award twice. Are they going to take it away from him? No. No. Of course not. Right? No. And then, you know, you look in uh, – I'm trying to think of okay. So how did how did he do it? He just put Vaseline on. He his put face? Vaseline on it, and the way he did it was, you know, they they knew he was doing it, but they couldn't figure out where he was hiding it. <laughs> and where he hid it was, he hid it in the most unusual places. He hid it on the inside of his ear canal. So who, what umpire is going to come up there and stick the finger in the ear? <laughs> That's one place he hid it. Um, I, another place it wasn't the bill of the cap, but it was some place. Fairly obvious, but they just never looked there. And and did it make the ball spin a certain well, way? Well, it, it just made or? it drop or or slide or, you know, it did some crazy things. A, a spitball will, it, it's not, it's kind of like, you know, the old Ephus pitch they used to call oh, it yeah, where uh-huh. the ball just, you know, it, it doesn't move, not only does it not move in a straight line, but very few balls to the plate do move in a straight line, but it just went all over the place and it was impossible. And, and also Gaylord would drive players, a hitter's crazy because he'd make all these – he'd sit there and touch the brim of his cap, touch his side of his face, touch his side of his uh, – he'd, he'd touch about five or six places, and the, uh, the, uh, the hitter's going, I wonder where, where he's getting it from. Sometimes he wouldn't throw it. Where is he, th- where is he picking it up from? <laughs> it, get in their heads. He, he was the ultimate psych, you know, with that. I mean, yeah. he, really, he really messed with those guys. See, and then there's other people I know you'd like to kick out of the Hall of Fame, like Cap Anson. Cause of, uh, uh, yeah, the, but the, Cap Anson, give him his yeah. due. He was one of the first great players. He was a vicious racist, though. He, yeah. he pushed, you know, uh, the cause of uh, black players getting into baseball back, you know, many, yeah. many years. I think he was the first 3,000-hit player, if I'm not Might have right. been. Okay, yeah. here's our last trivia question. Who is the only pitcher who has thrown nine pitches, all strikes, to retire the side oh. once in the AL and once in the That's NL. Because it's been done a few times. Yeah, yeah. All right, That's, That's our good. question. Ooh. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. 
you'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. We asked an interesting trivia question about baseball. Who is the one pitcher who has thrown nine pitches, all strikes, to retire the side once in the AL and once in the NL? That's a great question. I have no clue. Well, you'll know this player, so you got to think no, of a pitcher okay. who's pitched in both leagues. Okay, right? Fairly recently, um, twenty years ago? No, further than that. Thirty back in the eighties? Uh, no, before then. Seventies? Sixties uh, and seventies? Sixties and seventies? Yeah. Ooh, Ferguson Jenkins? No, no? but you keep going. You're you're oh, on the God. I come on. Who's a famous pitcher? Well, uh, Steve Carlton, but that was no? later. That was no? later. Oh. Who's, who's the one who? Come on. Who, who's the one who used to throw the fastest back then? Well, Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax, no, but they both played. They, they the both 60s. played in the National League, you know. Yeah. Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. How Nolan could I Ryan. forget? Yeah, yeah. Nolan Ryan. Yeah, and with the Mets and then with the Angels. I saw Nolan Ryan pitch his. He pitched, I believe, six no hitters, and I saw yeah. the fifth one. He pitched it for Texas against the A's. Yeah. And I remember afterwards going to interview him with all the rest of the media, and he was sitting in a on an exercise. And the guy was at the time. I think he was forty three. Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's talking in a normal voice, very calmly about how he pitched, and very matter-of-factly, yeah. and he's on this exercise after the game, and it was just, uh, it was kind of an interesting experience. It was probably right after the Robin Ventura pounding. Uh, that no, weekend. it was actually, it was before that, I believe. Yeah, that was funny, where he grabbed Robin Ventura in the headlock and gave him a noogie. Yeah. Yo, right. I'm going to teach you a lesson, young man. All right, now tell you what, next week, we didn't get a chance to do it this time, next week we're going to talk about the... Uh, uh, different uh, football teams that have spent lots of money and gotten n- not too far mm, with it. There's a lot of teams in all sports that do that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, here's our thoughts for today. Vitas Gerolitis, remember him, oh, tennis of course, player? yeah. He said, nobody beats Ver- Vita Gerolitis 17 times in a row. And this was after beating Jimmy Connors after the 16 consecutive losses oh, to him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. And Muhammad Ali said, I didn't remember this one. He says, I should be a postage stamp. That's the only way I'll ever get licked. 
All right, tune in next week. I like that, I like that. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. (laughs) We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.